Welcome back to the Salty Community Podcast. I am Colleen, and we are a community of people dedicated to helping you grow your personal relationship with Jesus. We emphasize the truth and foundation of Scripture and give you tools and opportunities to experience Jesus in a personal and unique way for you. The kingdom of God invites us into an interactive relationship with Him, and it is our desire and focus to help this be a reality for each person listening. The group becomes a safe place to grow into more of what the Holy Spirit has for you. Hi, this is Deanna, and welcome back to the Salty Podcast. Today, we are going to be doing some a highlight reel, basically, on the kingdom of God. Um, there is no way in one class that we could do this any kind of real justice. Um, so the good news is, starting in September, the 14th to be exact, on a Monday, we will be going live on Facebook teaching a class on nothing but the kingdom of God all fall. But today, um, we want to at least um, talk about some high points, like just kind of get an idea of what it even is and why is it important for us to spend the whole fall talking about it. Um and maybe even kind of get rid of some myths of what we think it might be as opposed to what Scripture says about the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So we are going to jump in and just have some highlights in some different places in the kingdom. Um, But I want to start with a little bit of background. So um, the kingdom of God, also known as the kingdom of heaven, um, these were things that were prophesied all through the Old Testament, um, all the way back into as early um, as Abraham. Mm-hmm. So the kingdom of God has always been plan A for God. It was mm-hmm. not um, something else. Um, it is God's rule. The kingdom of God um, mm-hmm. is just what it sounds like. It is a kingdom where God's ways and God himself is the authority and the ruler. And his way goes like his mm-hmm. um his reality, his truth is what stands in the kingdom. Um, and we are going to figure out over the next little bit that the kingdom of God really looks nothing like <laughs> any other kingdom that is here on earth. There's just nothing quite like it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all these prophets, um, Isaiah, Jeremiah, all these prophets, if you go back and read any prophet, um, when they are prophesying, they are typically saying, repent. Repent. Repent, repent, repent from your sin. Um, And they were talking to either the kingdom of Israel or the kingdom of Judah. And they were telling them to repent or else be destroyed or else be taken off into captivity or else. And there was always these really severe consequences. And we know from scripture that the people typically did not listen to these prophets. They were, Jerusalem was completely annihilated. They were all taken off into captivity these things happen. So as we move into the New Testament, um, we have a new prophet on the scene, Mm -hmm. John the Baptist. He does not prophesy quite like the previous um, because his message, while it is still repent, it is not repent or else. It is repent because Mm -hmm. the kingdom of God is coming. Mm -hmm. It is at hand. It is near. that was his message. And guys, a prophet doesn't speak anything on their own. They speak only what God tells them to. Right. So it's not like he created this message. 
This message was straight from God, just like the prophets of the Old Testament message was from God. So was John's. Mm -hmm. And his message was, repent, because the kingdom is coming. It's at hand. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that was the message going up to. And so then Mm -hmm. Jesus, then Jesus comes. And we are told in Scripture Mm -hmm. that he went around preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Gospel meaning good news. The good news of the kingdom. Um, if you look at most parables, mm-hmm. if you look at so many things, he says, and the kingdom of heaven is like, mm-hmm. and the kingdom is like, um, we often don't read that part. We just jump right into the story. Mm-hmm. We, um, if we're going to read a parable, we just pay attention to the parable. Maybe don't get the kingdom part. Right. But so Jesus's mission was to Luke chapter four, verse 43. His mission Mm -hmm. was to tell the good news Mm -hmm. of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Um, So that's what he went around doing. Okay. So I, when we, when we started this podcast, I was like, listen, Deanna, I was like, I'm going to have more questions about this than I'm going to have anything to add. And I already have a question. Okay. So when he said the kingdom of God is at hand, was he talking about Jesus himself, or was he talking about something different? <laughs> Both. Okay. So Jesus ushers in the kingdom of oh, God. Okay. So actually, um, and this is dumping in a little deeper, actually Jesus' crucifixion, Jesus being raised up on the cross, mm-hmm. remember the crown of thorns being put on his head, yeah. the robe being put on him, that was his coronation as king. And then okay. him being lifted up on the cross uh-huh. was him being throned. Okay. Okay, so the kingdom of... That's why he would say it is in the midst of you, because Jesus was in the midst of right. them. Right, yeah. Um, and it was coming, mm-hmm. but it came when the Holy Spirit came, because we didn't have access to the kingdom mm-hmm. without the Holy Spirit. I got you, okay. Which is why it is so important... The whole, um, the only way into the kingdom mm-hmm. is through salvation or being born again. Okay. And what happens when we're born again? We receive. We receive the Holy okay. Spirit. Okay? okay. So that makes more sense to me. Um. So yes, to both of your questions. Okay. Yeah. Jesus ushered in the kingdom of mm-hmm. God through His life and through His death and through His resurrection, um, and the way that we, um move into the kingdom Mm -hmm. is really the same thing, being born again um, and receiving the Holy Spirit. Gotcha. So what's the big deal about the kingdom? Why was that what Jesus was talking about? So, or when was he talking about it? All the time. Um, One of the things that we need to kind of just straight up say, the kingdom of God is not the church. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God is not located in the clouds in heaven that you don't get to it until you die. So both of those were things I was taught as a child. Mm -hmm. Like the only way to get to the kingdom of heaven uh, was to die. Mm -hmm. And then there was also a time in my life that I was taught that the kingdom of God was the church. Um, It's also not the Jewish race. Like it's none of those things. It can't be seen with physical eyes. In Luke chapter 17, mm-hmm. um, Jesus explains to them, people aren't going to say, oh, look, there's the kingdom. Oh, the, Because it cannot be perceived mm-hmm. or seen with physical eyes. Um, it is 
among us and in us, mm-hmm. and we are in it. And mm-hmm. that's a little confusing. It is. That was like, <laughs> my next question was going to be, is it a place or can I, is it somewhere I can go? It is, I know, because I know about spiritual things, but that was my next question. And I think you answered that one. Yes. It's in us and we are in it. Right. So, um, spiritual truths are very hard to, um, explain mm-hmm. with physical reality yeah. words. Right. Um, but yeah. the the kingdom of God um, absolutely operates in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. It is the kingdom of light. Yeah. So one of the things that we know, if there is a kingdom of light, there is also a kingdom of dark. Dark. Mm-hmm. There's going to be both. Um, and the kingdom that we choose to live under, which authority, mm-hmm. determines where we're at in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. the kingdom of God isn't necessarily something that we can see. We can see its fruit. Mm-hmm. We can see the fruit in people's lives. Um, we can mm-hmm. see things like that. But um, for the most part, the kingdom is something that mm-hmm. can only be seen with mm-hmm. spiritual eyes. Um, Jesus spent so much time talking about kingdom truths. Mm-hmm. And what he says in Matthew chapter 6, so this is a Sermon on the Mount is happening, and he is basically setting down the guidelines for his kingdom. Mm. He's on a mount, the Sermon on the Mount, right? Mm -hmm. So he is at the top of some giant, uh, maybe hill kind of thing, mountain. Um, I've been to the Sea of Galilee. We know it was in that general area. Mm -hmm. And it is a very raised area from the rest of the sea. The sea is almost kind of like in a hole, to be honest with you. Um, Everything's really high around it. And um, this was very similar to Moses going up on the mountain and receiving mm-hmm. the laws for that that covenant, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're under the covenant of Jesus, which mm-hmm. is the covenant of grace and truth. And um, he, in Matthew chapter 5 through 8, the Sermon on the Mount, right. is setting out what his kingdom looks look like. like. Like what mm-hmm. um, are the ways that it goes? Mm-hmm. Like what's happening in his yeah. kingdom? And it seems so flip to what... I know. Yes, because it was all about the condition of your heart, right? not the physical so much. In Mm -hmm. fact, one of the things that's so crazy to me that he said was, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck Pluck it it out. out. Mm -hmm. Okay, what? Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Um, But the kingdom truth is your physical comfort, your physical well-being is not nearly as important as your spiritual Spirit. destination right. and your spiritual mm-hmm. um, truth. So um, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Like all of us would go, what? <laughs> no way. But the thing, but his, what he needed to drive home was that the old covenant mm-hmm. was all about behavior. Right. And he was done with behavior modification. Mm -hmm. He, the kingdom of God, is all about the condition of our heart Mm -hmm. and what is going on on the inside. That's Mm -hmm. why it says, if you look at a woman lustfully, you've had a committed adultery. Right. Because Mm -hmm. it's about what's going on in your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, So in this sermon, he says, in Matthew chapter 6, seek first Mm -hmm. my kingdom and my righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. What Mm -hmm. are all these things? Well, clothes and food and all of that. But to Mm -hmm. seek first his kingdom. And here's the thing. You can't seek something if you have no idea what it's even talking about. Mm -hmm. I remember reading this and having a little moment of, 
Is that what I'm seeking? Like, mm-hmm. I've been seeking Jesus. Well, if you're going to seek Jesus, then you're going to find his kingdom. Right. Because if you're seeking the king, you're mm-hmm. going to find his kingdom. But um, we want yeah. to make sure that our walk with God mm-hmm. is all about seeking his kingdom's mm-hmm. truth, his kingdom reality, mm-hmm. and his kingdom's just incredible differentness to be honest with you it's the upside downness yes the upside of his, mm-hmm. of his kingdom and i think sometimes my mind is i get destination minded rather than it's, it doesn't say find the kingdom. It says seek the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So we want to, it says seek and you will find, but it's almost as if you never stop finding. Right. Does that make There's sense? There's always truth to uncover. Exactly. Yes. Like it's, but I want the destination. Because <laughs> here's the thing. There is so much buried in scripture and buried in the words of mm-hmm. Jesus that we could seek and find for the rest Free. of forever, yeah. for the rest of eternity. Mm-hmm. And as we grow in relationship with him and we hear him and we speak to him, then that adds to the mystery and that adds to the search. Mm-hmm. And and um, keeping things mysterious and mm-hmm. keeping you on the edge of your seat keeps us coming back. Mm-hmm. He absolutely, he created us. Yeah. He knows how we work. Yeah. Um, if he just laid it in our laps. Yep. That reminds me in small group, you said you were talking about parables and the mystery in a parable and how the mystery just keeps you coming back. Yes. Yeah. Um, We think parables um, so often are supposed to help explain something when in reality, if you read the parables, you find out that they didn't help explain things. If anything, they created confusion because his, yes. his apostles would come back to him afterwards and go, we didn't catch that. I know. What are you talking about? Yeah. And he said, the secrets of the kingdom, I will share with you. Yeah. But he wasn't sharing them with the whole crowd mm-hmm. because he wanted them to seek them. Yeah. He even said that about the one parable that he said, if you can't understand this one, you're not going to be able to stand understand any of them. Mm-hmm. And then they don't understand and have to ask anyway. Right. <laughs> He did. But he was willing to explain. Right. And that's the thing. If we seek him, he will he enlighten will us. tell us. Yeah. He is our teacher in the kingdom. We have mm-hmm. the best teacher ever, mm-hmm. and it is him. So, citizenship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, citizenship in this kingdom, we've already talked about that, that we get our citizenship um, from being born again, mm-hmm. John chapter 3. Um, but there... When we compare it to America and we compare it to just things that are happening, there, um, there's not the borders. Mm. There's not the elite group is only allowed in. Um, mm. Colleen read before we got started a scripture <laughs> about um, the kingdom of heaven is not going to be made up of all the people that we think it's going to be made up of. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus went so far as to say tax collectors and harlots are getting in before you. Yeah. And he was talking to Pharisees and, you know, scribes mm-hmm. and teachers of the law. So there's an, we become mm-hmm. in that born again process a new creation. And so our citizenship actually changes our very identity. Mm-hmm. Um there's no favorites. Mm-hmm. Um and everyone is welcome, mm-hmm. but not everyone chooses to come. Um, in the parable about the mm. guy that's having the feast and all these people are invited and all those people oh, were busy, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so then they go and get people off the streets and bring them in. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy that's not dressed properly and he gets kicked out, you know? So yeah. there's 
What mm-hmm. is all that about? I'm not even 100% sure. But right. I do know mm-hmm. that the invitation continually gets offered, mm-hmm. and it's up to us. Or the rich young ruler. Yeah. Who was offered who was, it. He was like, I've been doing everything. I've been, I've been doing all of the things. And he said, give up everything and follow me. And he couldn't do it. Right. He just could, He didn't take the invitation. He didn't take the invitation. Mm. But here's the thing. It says that Jesus loved him. I know. So the, it, mm. he was so, he could have changed his mind. He totally. You know? probably, and he, maybe, maybe he, he did. did. <laughs> maybe. Let's, let's hope for the best. Right. Maybe he saw what he was missing. Right. Um, because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Did he need to give up all of his possessions because Jesus needed them? No. No. He didn't. God and Jesus, for this kingdom life, they need our availability. Mm-hmm. So, so often that means asking us to get rid of the things mm-hmm. that we worship instead of them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he knows our hearts. He knows mm-hmm. what needs to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to be available um, as citizens mm-hmm. to do whatever he calls us to do. And we know that we are ambassadors here mm-hmm. um, because this planet Earth um, isn't our home. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of God is our home. Yeah. And so when we can have that eternal perspective, mm-hmm. it changes everything. It does. It absolutely changes everything. Mm-hmm. It changes definitions of words. Mm-hmm. So when I say, I have a good gift for you, mm-hmm. Um, if I were to tell one of my kids, I have a good gift for you, they're going to think, because I have teenagers and a 21-year-old, they're going to think, oh my goodness, is she taking us somewhere? Is she giving me cash? Will she take me shopping for new clothes? Oh, I want new tennis shoes. Like, whatever. Oh, I need a new backpack for school. Right. It's instantly going to go to that. And we are not much different. Right. When God says, I have good gifts for you, we open our hands expecting something of this world, something physical. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that God mm-hmm. doesn't sometimes do that. Mm-hmm. If that's what he wants to do, then he, by all means, he's the king of this mm-hmm. kingdom. He can. But mostly, it is spiritual blessings that draw us to him mm-hmm. because our most abundant good life comes in relationship with him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so our citizenship Um, in this kingdom does not look like your citizenship Mm -hmm. in America. The only thing maybe that we could (laughs) compare and say, oh, maybe, is the loyalty aspect. Mm -hmm. Most Americans, uh, especially if you live in the... Or Texans. Or Texans. If you live (laughs) in the South or from Texas, um, there's a loyalty to Mm -hmm. your state. There's a loyalty to Mm -hmm. your country. Um, He wants our loyalty to be mm-hmm. him first. That's that whole seek you first, the kingdom of God. So mm-hmm. he, we absolutely, um, he wants our loyalty. Um, okay, the culture. Um, the culture of the kingdom. Um, I know just, I mean, I am from Texas. The culture in Texas <laughs> is so obvious that it when I travel outside of the state. I travel outside the country. I've been to Israel a couple of times. I've been to Greece. And I remember sitting in the marketplace of Old Jerusalem with a Muslim shopkeeper who was selling me pomegranate juice. And he had one of his employees looking for me ice because, hello, in Texas, you drink your drinks with ice. That's part of our culture, right? Because it's 110 (laughs) degrees in the summer. So anyway, um, I got pomegranate juice from him. And I said, do you have any ice to put on this? And he said, oh, you know, he kind of rolled his eyes and laughed at me and sent somebody looking needless to say we never found me any ice but 
after talking with me for just a few minutes, my son and another friend were sitting there. Um, he quickly, I mean, he knew we were from America and it did not take long for him to figure out we were from Texas because of the way we talked, mm-hmm. our culture and um, the politeness that is very much, mm-hmm. um, a Southern thing. Um, I, and it's, it, it's backwards in their culture. So like if you, I would go into a shop and just look around and chat with the owner and walk out and not buy something. And they were furious because I saw it as being polite to have a conversation. <laughs> they saw it as um, horrible and misleading mm-hmm. because I went, I put them to the trouble of having a conversation with me, and then I didn't buy anything from them. So anyway, the guide had to tell me, Deanna, quit being so friendly. They're mm-hmm. expecting you to buy something, and when you don't, you just make them mad. And I was like, so friendly was bad. <laughs> <laughs> culture differences, right? We have differences in mm-hmm. cultures. Um, so what is the culture like? In the kingdom. First and foremost, um, it is a culture of love. Mm. God is love. He is the king of this culture. So Mm -hmm. the culture is a place where love, unconditional, that agape love, um, that that reigns, right? Mm. Um, It's also a culture of rest. Mm. I mean, America is a culture of striving. Busyness. Busy, busy, We're busy. We're just busy people. And how hard can you work? And mm-hmm. how can you, you know, climb the ladder of success? Mm-hmm. You know, there's this work and climb and striving yes. mentality. Even if it's mm-hmm. not your personality, it's the culture mm-hmm. of the place. Whereas the culture in the kingdom is to rest in God and let him make it happen. Mm-hmm. To rest. And I don't know about you, but that is so counter culture to America and counterculture to the way that Mm -hmm. um, we live, I will tell you. So like another example, so like in Mexico, they take Mm -hmm. a siesta in the middle of the day, right? For a couple of hours. Okay. There's a reason that's part of their culture. It's because it's so hot. Mm -hmm. It is so hot. So working outside in the heat of the day, in the middle of the day is something they don't do. Well, I live on a horse ranch. My husband Mm -hmm. is a cowboy. And guess what? In the summer, he takes a lot of times a two Two hour hour. lunch Mm -hmm. break because during those few hours... You can't work a horse even if you wanted to Mm -hmm. because by the time you get them saddled, they're a sweaty mess. So that is part of his culture, and it drives me a little bit crazy (laughs) who's at home thinking, find something to do, you know. Mm -hmm. But no, rest is part of the kingdom culture. Mm -hmm. Um, That makes me think about peace, too. Yes. I talked with a girl at church yesterday, and she was telling me her story and that her circumstances on the outside were just, everything was blowing up. She was didn't have a place to live, you know, all the things. She's like, but Colleen, I feel an inner peace that I've never felt before. And I was like, I, I wanted, I told her, I was like, that's because you have entered God's rest. Mm-hmm. And even though it might not look restful on the outside, your inside is feeling peace and rest. Yes. Yes. So... Peace is a part of it. Mm -hmm. Joy that makes no sense is a part of it. Um, And the part that that gets most people tripped up and stumbling is the whole first shall be last. Oh, yeah. Um, And the first will be the servant of all. Mm -hmm. The leader will be the servant of all. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus washes his, you know, apostles' feet in John and tells them, you've seen me do it, now go and do likewise. Mm -hmm. And then he tells them, in John 15, 
this is how the rest of the world will know that you belong to me is how well you love each other. Yeah, right. How well you take care of each other. How well mm-hmm. in this kingdom culture that we treat each other is going to be what draws the world to mm-hmm. us because it's not something that happens in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. In the kingdom of darkness, chaos and stepping on each other and all of those things reign. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, not in my kingdom. Right. In my kingdom, you're gonna you're going to serve one another. Mm-hmm. You're going to bless one another. You're gonna love one another. You're gonna put each other first. You're gonna consider others better than yourself. Like mm-hmm. those kind of concepts. And it is the complete opposite of how we typically do life. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. it is the culture. We mm-hmm. just like if somebody walks in dressed in a kilt and all of that, you're like, oh, I must be from Scotland, right? right? We have to clothe ourselves in humility is what scripture mm-hmm. tells us. And we clothe ourselves in love and compassion and all those things. And that mm-hmm. should be how people recognize us um, as part of the kingdom of light, as part mm-hmm. of the kingdom of God. And it should should shine and make such a difference in comparison mm-hmm. to what is happening in the world. Yeah. So many times, Deanna, I forget, like, I for not that I forget, but you're so engulfed in your own personal, in your culture that you, for, you, you don't access the power that is within you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Cause like, you can't do this kingdom in your own strength exact, at all. Yeah. So it's almost like I, for not for, I want to say forget, but not, it's not in my brain like on the forefront of my mind calling you have the power mm-hmm. on the inside of you you have to understand all of this is available and you can have every bit of it um but so many times I don't walk in what I know that I have right because it says the kingdom is within me right that I have the Holy Spirit I am a born-again believer and it's like I can do it but I forget the power that I have in in the kingdom right and it just, it's like anything else. It's a habit that is, yes. that, that we let him help us create. Mm-hmm. Um, as we embrace more and more and get, go further mm-hmm. and further in, it honestly becomes a place where you can't even survive without it. Right. So as we, you know. Because the more you know. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah that the makes total sense. The deeper you wade into the kingdom, the more time you spend there. Um, the greater your mindset switches to that eternal perspective, that Mm -hmm. kingdom mindset, then the other mindset starts to feel wrong. And Mm -hmm. that's that whole renewing of your mind from Romans 12. Mm -hmm. As we renew our mind and let our mindset be the same as Christ, as that work continues to happen, then that forgetting and not accessing what we have becomes... Less and less and less because mm-hmm. um, just like any culture, as you immerse yourself into it, mm-hmm. then you start picking up the things of that culture. But you have to, this isn't one of those things, <laughs> you can't just grab some software and learn this stuff. You have yeah. to live the culture right. for it to become part of you. Mm-hmm. So studying the culture, knowing the culture, um, taking a class on I remember taking Spanish, right? Mm -hmm. And so, of course, we learned about, you know, the culture and all of that. Mm -hmm. It didn't instantly make it where I could become part of the Spanish culture. Right. Wasn't going to work out that way because Mm -hmm. I had never even lived it it Mm -hmm. or experienced it or seen it. Yeah. To, to To get better at 
and to become more proficient in walking in the kingdom of God, it requires just doing it. Mm -hmm. Like it's a learn as you go kind of thing, not just learn about, but actually doing. Mm -hmm. So the kingdom has its own language. Um, It is a language that is just steeped in love and forgiveness um, and truth mm-hmm. and boldness. Like those are some of the things that we know about how the Bible talks about how we speak within this kingdom. Mm-hmm. And truth is an absolute. Jesus only spoke truth. Jesus was truth. Jesus mm-hmm. is truth. And the apostles spoke with such boldness. Um, they did. And Colleen and I were talking earlier about being safe. (laughs) Oh, yes. They spoke boldly regardless of their physical, worldly safety Mm -hmm. because they knew in the kingdom they were safely there. They had already arrived in the kingdom of God, and they were able to speak with boldness, not worrying about Mm -hmm. what that meant from a safety standpoint. Mm -hmm. So the way we talk, the way we interact with people, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's a verbal conversation or whether it's a social media conversation, it should look different Mm -hmm. because we are citizens of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the most startling things for us besides the culture of first and last is the economy. Mm -hmm. It is so different. So different. It's more blessed to give than receive. Okay. That's the complete opposite of Mm -hmm. American culture. Um, He also tells us not to store up for ourselves treasures here, Mm -hmm. um, but to, Make sure our treasure is in heaven, to lay up treasure in heaven. Um, he compliments the widow mm-hmm. who just gives two little mites, right? But it's everything um, Because she it's everything. Mm-hmm. He is so much more interested in the condition of our heart mm-hmm. than the condition of our checkbook. Mm-hmm. Um, productivity in the kingdom is about eternal fruit. Mm-hmm. It is not about um, the, all the toys you have. Mm-hmm. It's just not. It's... Yeah. Um, the main thing that comes to my mind when I think about God's economy is, and I had to be taught this, is the um, the lack mentality. Mm-hmm. Like the mentality that it's going to run out. Mm. Or um, there's not enough for everyone. Or especially when it comes to monetary things. You know, it's almost like, but if, you know, there's this, you know... Um, you know, if you sow, you shall reap. You know what I mean? And it's almost like I can sow and I know that I'm going to reap, but it's almost as if I have this mentality that if I sow, there might not be enough for me to reap what I've sown. Does that make sense? And it's like a lack mentality, but that's totally opposite of what it actually is. So when Jesus feeds the 5,000, when Jesus feeds the 3,000, different situations, and he has a little, right? And he feeds a bunch, but then the coolest part is then there's excess over. There's leftover, mm-hmm. but it's not wasted. It's gathered up. Mm-hmm. So um, nothing is wasted in the kingdom. Yeah. But also there's excess in the kingdom. So there's not a situation where if God gives this gift to you, then it's not available to me. Right. Because God has endless resources. Mm-hmm. So if He wants to create you to be a prophet, then so can you. You mm-hmm. know, like. There's an endless resources, and he gives gifts freely. Mm-hmm. They're not based on performance yeah. um, or you know mm-hmm. status or anything. So we have all these spiritual gifts that are available to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would be a word, like if I wanted to replace that lack? 
Abundance. Abundance. Okay. Abundance. God, um, John 10, 10 says that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came to give us life mm-hmm. more abundantly. Um, I'm actually teaching another life. class on that tonight. And that more abundantly means way more than you need mm-hmm. and excess. But where we get tri- tripped up on that is mm-hmm. um, what does it's because that's an adjective, right? That's describing the kind of life. Abundant. Yeah, it's an adjective. Yeah. Kind of life that Jesus has for us. Mm-hmm. So what in life is just what you think it is. It's life. It's mm-hmm. your life. But when you start looking at scripture about life. Um, Jesus is the, you know, the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. Jesus is our life. And so all over Scripture, just verse after verse, tells us that our life is found in Him. Mm -hmm. It's not found in anything else. So abundant life means I have come so that they may abundantly have me, Mm -hmm. that they may have access to me, that they may have me. That's what it is. Because if Jesus is life, Mm -hmm. He has come so that we may abundantly have him mm-hmm. and we do that in the kingdom of God okay so I have, he comes I have with, a question yes so when when it says when you pray your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so explain my role in mm. that piece Okay, so I, first of all, we do pray it. Jesus prayed it, you know, that right. was part of the Sermon on the Mount, and they asked him to teach them how to pray, uh-huh. and he said, pray this. Yeah. So praying for God's kingdom to come um, is part of our responsibility, as well as walking out that kingdom to be the light, because we are the light, right, uh-huh. um, set on a hill kind of thing. We are the salt that is supposed yeah. to draw flavor mm-hmm. and draw people. Right. Um, and praying for those things to happen. And um, Scripture also tells us to pray that God would send forth laborers because the harvest is ready. Mm. And so when we're praying for God's kingdom to come, we are praying for Him to prepare hearts to receive His kingdom and then prepare laborers to bring people into that harvest Mm -hmm. and to bring people into His kingdom. So our space in that is to for sure pray it, but also to live it and be prepared to share it and help someone else into the kingdom because um, it requires discipleship. It requires... Mm -hmm. um, That is how Jesus um, forwarded His whole message Mm -hmm. was... He discipled people, and then when he was leaving, he said, go into all the world and make disciples. Make disciples. Mm-hmm. Because that is how, um, that was his method for getting people into the kingdom. Gotcha. Was through discipleship. So, um, we're just wetting your whistle here. Um, <laughs> yeah. We want you to get excited, and, and actually, I hope this created more questions than answers for you. Um, I hope this makes you curious. I hope when you pick up your Bible um, that all of a sudden all you can see is kingdom truth. I hope that every time you turn around, you realize, oh, my goodness, the perspective got flip-flopped on this. Um, Because when we start seeing Scripture through the kingdom of God, reality and Mm -hmm. truth, um, it totally changes it. It completely changes the story. Mm -hmm. So... um, just like we always do, we want to listen for God. Um, mm-hmm. That is one of the benefits of being in the kingdom is being able to have a relationship mm-hmm. with both Jesus and God and being able to fellowship and being able to um, hear his voice and know him and see him. 
And so we are going to um, practice listening for God here. We're going to do a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we do that, I am going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, um, Lord, we just thank you um, for your heart for us. We thank you for um, the ability to come to you and speak with you and listen for you. Um, Lord, I just ask that in this space um, and in this place that you will quiet the voices in our head. Lord, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you have to say. Um, So Lord, I pray that in your mercy and in your grace, you will allow your voice to be heard by us. Um, An enemy, you have no place here. You may not interfere. You are bound and you are gagged. In the name of Jesus, you may not interfere with what God wants to do in this space. Um, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for what you are going to do in this space. I thank you for um, your words um, and your truth. We love you so much. We thank you for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, question number one. What is your place in the kingdom? What is your place in the kingdom? heard disciple. I heard ambassador. Ooh. I know. Very good. Ambassador. Awesome. Okay, question number two. Who do you need to tell with boldness about the kingdom of God? Who do you need to tell with boldness about the kingdom of God? Everyone I sent to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. So I, so when I interpret that, I think about someone who may not be saved, but he gave me somebody who I know is saved. So I don't think it has anything to do with bringing them new into, but showing them more of. Yes, for yeah, sure. So it was my sister-in-law. Awesome. Okay. Question number three. What does God have for you in this season? What does God have for you in this season? He told me clarity, which feels really nice. It does sound nice. (laughs) I am learning a new language, new definitions for old words. Mm, Very cool. Mm -hmm. Get ready, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay, question number four. What does God need need you to let go of this season? What does God need you to let go of in this season? My own will. Safety. <laughs> Safety. My own will. 
Okay, number five. Where does God want to meet with you this week? Where does God want to meet with you this week? I'm going to have to sit on this one for a minute. So I got anywhere. Mm. I got quilting. Yeah. Quilting. So no interpretation yet. I'll pray about that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we are finished. So I will pray us out and then we will see you guys or hear you guys. Or no, we will talk to you. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for who you are and thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for inviting us into um, your kingdom so that we can be in relationship with you and we can grow our relationship with you. Lord, we love you. We honor you in Jesus name. Amen.